Hello, everybody. Welcome to the latest edition of the Norton Rose Fulbright Regulation Tomorrow podcast, where we explore developments in risk and regulation in the financial services sector. My name is Joe Bamford, and I'm a senior associate in the financial services team in London, and I'm joined by my colleague Ian Hawthorne, who is a senior manager in our risk consulting practice. This is the third podcast in a series we are running that is looking at the FCA's new consumer duty. In today's session, we will be exploring three key topics in respect of the consumer duty, namely the importance of monitoring and testing, an important new requirement relevant for the governing bodies of firms, and then we will touch on some practical considerations for firms ahead of the implementation date next year. So taking the monitoring and testing piece first, the FCA's December consultation makes clear that a key part of the consumer duty is that firms assess, test, understand and evidence the outcomes their customers are receiving. Ian, are you able to shed some light on the FCA's expectations regarding these monitoring and testing requirements? Thanks, Joe. So an important part of the consumer duty is that firms need to be able to understand how their products and services are performing in practice and the outcomes that customers are actually experiencing. In essence, there are four key things that the consumer duty requires of firms in this regard. Firstly, that the products and services they provide are delivering outcomes in alignment with the requirements of the consumer duty through effective monitoring and testing practices. Secondly, that there are sufficient processes in place to promptly identify where customers may not be receiving good outcomes and to investigate the causes. Thirdly, that firms have appropriate processes in place to amend and adapt products or services and their policies and practices to address any risks or issues that have been identified, and importantly, the root causes of these, to prevent similar risks or issues reoccurring in the future. And finally, to ensure that a firm's governing body has in place an appropriate framework, along with the necessary information, to review and improve an assessment of whether the firm is delivering good outcomes at least annually. Thanks, Ian. I mean, are you able to break down and provide a bit of colour as to what these requirements will mean for firms in practice? Sure. So for me, the first three points I mentioned around monitoring, identification of issues and taking action to address them promptly are all closely related. So I'll cover these off first. As a starting point, I would look at the customer journey across the product and service suite and map out the intended outcomes and potential harms at each stage. As part of this exercise, firms could look at historic complaints and their root causes in order to inform their views on potential harms and also where there may be particular pain points that customers may experience as they pass through the customer journey. I would then overlay the suite of existing information that the firm gathers or produces in order to monitor these harms at present, with a view to identifying gaps or areas of enhancement to the firm's overall customer outcome monitoring approach and strategy. Now, the FCA doesn't require firms to report on specific metrics, but some useful sources of information to inform a firm's approach to monitoring and reporting metrics could include the output of first and second line customer outcomes testing or file reviews undertaken across the customer journey, customer experience testing outputs such as focus groups, mystery shopping exercises, and feedback gathered through sources such as social media, customer questionnaires and complaints any behavioural analysis on customer interactions and drop-off rates and how the design and format of communications along with the channels that are used influence customer behaviour and practice. 
and staff feedback in relation to areas of improvement with respect to products and services and how they're delivered. And this can be particularly insightful where it's provided by staff that have direct interactions with customers. Now, turning to the fourth requirement I mentioned for firms to have in place an appropriate framework to review and improve an assessment of whether they're delivering good outcomes, at least annually, the firm has set out some that the FCA has set out some useful guidance around this. It expects firms assessments to include the output of monitoring undertaken by the firm to assess whether their products and services are delivering the expected outcomes in line with the consumer duty. New and emerging risks to good outcomes for consumers. So in the current climate, this could include the impact of the increased cost of living. New evidence of poor outcomes and the assessment of the drivers of these. The actions taken to address any risks, issues and their root causes. And how the firm's future strategy is consistent with acting to deliver good outcomes under the consumer duty. Prior to the board signing off the assessment, it should agree the actions required to address any issues identified and agree any changes required to the firm's future business strategy. This is a critical component of the consumer duty and the FCA has indicated it may ask firms to provide the output of these assessments to them as part of its approach to monitoring compliance with the consumer duty. Thanks Ian. So a key question that is on many clients minds at the moment is what are some practical actions that we could be doing now in order to prepare ahead of the implementation date? Are you able to share any thoughts on this? So there's a couple of things I would say are useful actions that firms could start to take now in order to prepare. Having the right data and management information will be critical to enabling firms to effectively monitor and regularly review the outcomes their customers are experiencing. Firms will have in place existing suites of conduct and TCF management information, which they report to internal governance forums. However, these should be reviewed in the context of consumer duty requirements and FCA expectations to understand the extent to which they can be enhanced. Utilising the approach I touched on earlier to map out the customer journeys across the product and service suite and also plot the intended outcomes and potential harms at each stage in the journey and thereafter overlay the management information, reporting metrics and data gathered to assess outcomes, potential harms and their root causes currently across the customer journey to see where there's potential gaps or areas of enhancement is a useful starting point. This is an important exercise that firms may wish to prioritise now as gathering and refining additional reporting metrics can take time. With respect to the board's annual review and approval of compliance with the consumer duty, firms may wish to consider the format, structure and content of such reporting, having regard to any management information and data enhancements they plan to introduce. This assessment will be part of the evidence that the FCA may ask firms for in order to assess how firms are complying with the consumer duty, as alluded to in the December consultation. It therefore may be prudent for firms to pilot reporting of this nature during the implementation period and engage boards early on this to shape and refine the reporting requirements ahead of the implementation date. Thanks, Ian. I mean, it was really, really helpful. Um, so from this, I take the three key takeaways for firms, really from my perspective, are that monitoring the customer out, the outcomes that customers are experiencing in practice is critical to evidencing compliance with the consumer duty. That mapping out the customer journey, intended outcomes and potential harms each step and overlaying existing information and monitoring activities undertaken is a useful starting point to identify areas of enhancement 
to a firm's monitoring and testing approach. And that finally, the annual board review and the approval of a firm's compliance with the consumer duty will be critical to get right. And firms should consider piloting reporting of this nature now to shape and refine it during the implementation period. Well, all that remains for me is to say thank you everybody for listening and do look out for our next podcast, which will be coming soon. <laughs>